Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we explore the week's big political stories. I'm Mike Siluma, and thank you for joining us once more. Uh, in March this year, President Cyril Ramaphosa legally recognized Prince Misuzulu Gazueli Tini as the king-elect of the Zulu people, following the death last year of the long-reigning King Goodwill Zuelitini Gapeguzulu. But subsequent events around the, the Zulu royal household suggest that the president's decision does not enjoy universal support. To talk to us about the rift or the apparent rift uh, in the royal household, as well as the position of traditional authorities in a democratic dispensation, uh, Dr. Figile Vilagazi, a frequent guest on the, on the show, uh, who lectures public policy and political science at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, as well as uh, Zemasa Matiwani, who's a Sunday Times uh, politics correspondent. With immediate effect. When people zone, and I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding, unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Jefferson. Point of order. The ruling party by point of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The NC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Welcome to the two of you. Uh, sh- sh- shall we start with you, uh, Zimasa? You have been watching developments around the Zulu royal household uh, quite closely, especially since the passing uh, of Isilo, King Kutwil, Zulitin Gapeguzul. Currently, what is the dispute about? Because we thought that when the president made the, the announcement, you know, uh, confirming or endorsing uh, Prince Misuzulu, that was the end of the of the dispute, or that the train had left the station. What what is the dispute about at the moment? Uh, good afternoon, Bramike. So the 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 decision by by the president would have been, you know, a a final endorsement if it was informed by a united family behind one candidate. So when the president uh, made the declaration, he was aware that other family members are not comfortable with, you know, the king-elect, if, if, if I may put it that way. And, you know, the source of the issues, you know, started when the king died. But what, what the president I believe used as his basis to say this is the Zulu king was um, a meeting that was held and that did not have members of the Royal Council, uh, the elders who were put in place by King Kutul Zulitini to be part of this decision-making process. So that meeting had a lot of, um, you know, different uh, family and uh, the the traditional prime minister of of the Zulu nation. So the people who are not op- who are opposed to Prince Misuzulu were not part of that meeting that endorsed him as as the next king. However, they lost uh, 
challenging, you know, that that decision in court. Uh, and 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 now it was struck off the roll on on matters of urgency um, in 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 another attempt to to interdict uh, the coronation. So that is where we are at the moment. So so what is happening between uh, this weekend and next weekend? This weekend, uh, it's 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 quite complicated uh, for me because I'm I'm not Zulu, so I I don't know the significance of the ceremony, but it's it's something called a ukungena esbayin that that is being done for Prince Magade on on Saturday, um, and my according to my knowledge, it, the the ceremony is going to take place just days uh before the same ceremony is going to be held for for prince misuzulu whose coronation is scheduled to take place on the 20th of of august so so i'm assuming it's 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 something that has to be done towards the coronation um i'm i'm not 100% sure at this point okay uh, dr vilagas are, are you able to assist us Yes, to the significance of of uh, the this ceremony. Good afternoon, Pramaik, and, and and good afternoon to the listeners at home. Um, the significance of uh, the ceremony that is happening on the weekend, uh, Pramaik. I'm also speaking under correction, but when you look at the customs of uh, the Zulu uh, uh, monarchy and and how they function, is that they've always um, you know believed in the power of of, of ritual in terms of. Um, processes like coronation and recognition of course of every member of the royal family that has that is seen to 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 have a right to be taken through that particular ritualization and and given the the whole process of contestation of of royalty you know um around uh, the process of gena esbayeni um, as we know, Isbaya uh, traditionally in the Zulu nation is a place uh, that is sacred. Isbaya is a place that looks like Umsamo as well, where you constantly uh, go there and do um, rituals of negotiation with the ancestors and the ancestresses to communicate uh, processes. Uh, we call it in Zulu, where you are actually... Um, making a supplication, you are introducing a process that is going to come. Now, when there is a king in any particular uh, uh, kingdom or monarchy, there's a process also that says the king doesn't just go without intralelo. In this particular case, because it is not a question of, 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 of bereavement, you also do that process when a process of coronation is going to happen. Somebody has got to then be brought before the ancestors and ancestresses as some form of supplication to, to say, for that person to be able to have a, a blessed process, for lack of a better word, a process that has been communicated um, according to the ritualization of, of that particular kingdom in the context of Amazon, uh, it's called Ubiya Esbale Esbayeni. It means Ubiya to lay the foundation, you know, to interpret it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm. The, so, so for 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 someone or 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 who doesn't understand Isizulu, Ubiya Esbayeni Esbayeni, in 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 a little for someone who is not for someone. Okay. Pramaki Isbaya uh, in, in English in, in English terminology is, is a crawl. Really it is a it 
put simply, is a crawl, but uh, it's not like you are talking about a crawl that just houses cows in this context. You are talking about a spiritual symbolism of um, a sacred place of prayer, a sacred place of communication with uh, spirit guides, with ancestors and ancestresses, those who have gone before us. Because uh, in Zulu culture, we believe that those who are gone before us uh, do not depart amongst us they stay with us which is why when kings and queens depart they are buried in a certain way you know there are certain rituals that have got formed to reconnect families in that process so when we go to the crawl um it is that particular place that is really um a powerful uh, a, a space of communication and reconnection. Mm. So this would be a, a very serious development if, as Uzumasa was saying, Uchi, uh, or Prince Magate is, is doing the ceremony uh, this weekend, and next weekend, uh, or Prince uh, Mrs. Zulu is doing a similar thing. So potentially it can lead to a major clash or confusion at the very least. Totally, um, totally, it can, you know, also just in terms of the, the spiritual um, chaos as well, you know, because you are seeing in the in the in the kingdom, Yamazulu, this rift that existed after the passing of um, you know, the fight for the throne really coming from a will that was late, that was left behind by Queen Mandombi you know, stating very clearly that uh, the person that is seen to be ready and fit to take the throne and of course the brothers and, and the other families of the royal family fighting that. So if you are then seeing Princess Magate going to the crawl uh, just before Zulu is going to be coronated, it, it does, it can have that potential of uh, creating chaos spiritually, but also within within the kingdom, as we have been seeing it happening and, and, and displaying itself uh, you know, and it could be seen as witchcraft as well. Many of us, I know, do not believe in witchcraft, Mike, but uh, witchcraft is something that is also seen to be very prevalent in, in, in traditional societies and traditional communities as a process that could thwart somebody's um, possibilities of success. In this particular case, it could be seen as an act of witchcraft as well against the coronation of Nkosi Umisuzu. Uh, but of course, that is that is superstition, right, for other people. But if you look at then belief systems um, in our culture, in our traditions, some people really still believe in things like witchcraft. But uh, put they simply, can matter uh, as, as a factor. Mm. Totally, totally. You know, and it, and it can then cause chaos within Amakosi themselves, Namakosgazi, uh, but also the royal family itself and the, and, and the nation of Amazulu to say, uh, which means uh, this is. This is an omen. Uh, an omen uh, is almost like uh, something that happens that can can result into a curse. So, so, so that is what the challenge of this process of Yoga Esbayeni Yaga Prince Smagate, you know, can can signal uh, before Ingosi Omesuzulu is coronated because there is that that is happening because the spirits are not together. But if it was happening in the context where there's peace, uh, you know, there's no contestation, it would probably be welcomed as 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 a pure process. Get to a you know, just to not be long. Uh, in any family, I don't know, cultures are different. But what is normally said, I mean, even in, in a different context, they always say if there's a dispute in the family, there are certain rituals that you just cannot perform. Things like slaughtering, 
things like uh, speaking to the ancestors in certain spaces that are that are considered sacred before you make peace through a process of conversation before you enter into a dialogue that appeases uh, the spirits that uh, you know embody our different bodies, particularly in kingdoms and queendoms. Without that process take happening, it, it can it can be a, a an omen. Mm. So, so as a matter of fact, the the Uto uh, is, is 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 warning that 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 you don't do certain processes uh, until you know unless there is peace and, and and harmony you know in the in the household or in the family. Um, what one would have thought, which because this is a long, I mean, the, the 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 Zulu monarchy has been in existence for a long time, and one would have thought that the processes for appointing uh, or anointing Ingonyama uh, uh, is is like very straightforward and set. You know, in this case. What 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 exactly is the dispute, and how far is it now? Is it still in the courts? Is it out of the courts? Is it is it just being dealt with traditionally, or what what is the situation currently? The the situation currently is that um, the the family is divided three ways, I believe. Um, so 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 the divisions I I think are getting worse. I don't think they're getting better. Um, also. The family has never met Brian Mike uh, to say, let's sit and try and solve this thing. There's been interventions by, you know, Cocta um, and, and, and various influential leaders in the province to say, um, you know, let's, let's, let's try and, and, and put them together in a room and see if we can come up with a solution. And, um, you know, one grouping would come and then another grouping wouldn't come. So they, they've been avoiding each other. They've never sat down to talk. Um, another thing is, so there's, the, the, the court cases are, are ongoing. I mean, it was struck off the roll for, for, for matters of urgency, uh, but it will continue at, at, at an appropriate time. Um, so... There is also that aspect as well, and then now you have um, now you have the ceremony that o, o, o Prince Magade is 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 doing over the weekend um, at at Enyogeni, and that is going to be even more divisive uh, because now it's not a matter of just let's sit down, let's talk. No, I'm going to challenge this in court. It's 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 taking practical steps towards claiming the throne so i think i think that that makes it even more complicated now as 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 we come to this weekend Okay. Well, what are, someone who is not too close to the to the to the accession, you know, succession processes, uh, might ask, would you, is it is it a question of how is how would uh, any of the princes ascend? To traditionally to 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 become king, uh, is it about seniority? Is it about a, a meeting of the family deciding based on personal character, personal characteristic, uh, how charming the prince is or not? How how is it decided? You know, because the point I'm trying to get to is between a uh, prince Misuzulu and uh, Prince Magate. Where do they fit in the lineage? King Goodwill Zuelitini was was in the throne for over fifty years, um, and 
when he he was put on the throne uh his his mother was never married to um the 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 king his father uh, his mother was a commoner um i'm i'm not too clear on 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 the zulu history uh but i mean king shagagasenzangakona did not have a child and you know someone else took over after him i'm not sure if there's a traditional established way of doing things however when i speak to um you know people who are clear on zulu culture they are adamant that the firstborn son of a the wife of the nation is the rightful heir that makes a misuzulu the rightful heir according to to a lot of people because his mother is you know from from royalty his father is from royalty and 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 stuff like that you you mentioned something that that many of us might not understand you said the, the wife of the nation what what does that mean the wife the wife of the nation is a in this instance the late queen mandombi helobola uh, came from the zulu nation it was you know collected from this household what can we get a cow from this household can you you know donate a cow um, we are going to you know king sobuza we are going to bring umtwanengosi to you know to come and, and and marry into 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 the zulu nation and you know produce the next heir of 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 the zulu nation so uh basically it's 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 the 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 wife of 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 the nation is is basically a someone who comes from royalty and um there is only one person who comes from royalty out of all his six wives and that is queen mandombi and the lobola was paid for by the nation and queen mandombi is uh, would be prince misuzulu's mother yes there there's a lot of 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 complication that happened with king uh, gudwizulitini being um you know put on the throne during the apartheid and you know the ifp era and um him staying until the transition to democracy but what what he did post 1994 was that he sat down and he said i am establishing something that we call a royal council he put the names of the people there um i that I, i don't remember how many but some are still alive i mean we've we've spoken to some they are still alive um this is this is the royal council uh, these are the people that when things are tough you are going to revert back to them uh when there are decisions to be made you are going to revert back to them so what the the family did was after the morning period uh because remember uh, prince misuzulu was you know essentially put on the throne on the day of 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 his mother's funeral by by butelezi and you know a, a lawyer and the letter that's when the letter was was read out uh, in a press conference that that evening yeah so 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 these other the the other sides were saying we 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 have a mourning period we have to do you know these and these rituals before we even get into who is next so when they eventually held that meeting with the royal council and they brought um 
the 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 queens they brought all kings Wellington's children uh, i think with the exception of mandombis because um they they did not want to come or something they like that um and and there were three names that were nominated uh for 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 the for for the throne it was it was uh prince misuzulu it was prince smagade uh prince misuzulu was nominated because well his his mother is from royalty prince smagade was nominated the argument was that well he's the firstborn uh we don't have something in 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 the zulu culture that says no this child is born out of of marriage if if you are born of 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 a zulu man then you belong to you know that family and then you had a third option prince uh, buzabazi and i mean he he's not even the firstborn son in in from his mother but they were saying this is the person who we believe as the family was mentored was being mentored by his father these are the qualities that he has this is what he knows this is what he can do so there were those three names however that process i don't believe it it went on too far because i mean um you know the pra- traditional prime minister had already done his own process on the side so that is that is that is what happened basically mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Villegas, I'd like for you to come in as we change text slightly. The, the, it, it would seem, you know, that that as South Africans, uh, we are living with two systems, you know, the traditional system and the constitutional or the republic, if you like. Uh, you know, for example, the king gets uh, gets anointed or nominated, but it is the president of the constitutional state who has to give legal or constitutional endorsement. So it seems like the and yet he cannot unilaterally appoint a king, if you see what I'm trying to say. So it looks like we're dealing with two systems uh, which are sitting side by side, but they don't always easily talk to each other. Uh, how, how do you read that? What, what, what is the challenge here for us as South Africa, which, which is a constitutional state, but also a, which has got a lot of traditional elements within it? But Mike, um, we just need to remember, perhaps go back a little bit to 1927, to the, to the Bantu Administration Act. Right, that administration act was changing uh, a system of administration for colonies, and um, it gave uh, certain powers to to royal families and to kings and queens and chiefs to be able to work hand in hand with the apartheid government uh, and the colonial governments to lead what you called the Bantustans at that time, and and that is a system that we have inherited from 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 that colonial rule and apartheid rule, uh, you know, literally. As we're transitioning to democracy, Bramaik, uh, what happened is that you would remember the Codessa negotiations. One of the of the negotiations, particularly from Mrs. Osama Zulu, uh, you know, under the leadership of the Prime Minister Nkosi Uptelez, was saying that uh, we will never enter this government of democracy unless we are, um, you know, viewed in the manner that the Bandu Administration Act is viewing us as having power and the royalty is not touched by the system that is called now constitutional democracy, um, you know. Uh, but we will be part of a democratic system, but we want to have a, a, a particular 
enjoyment of, 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 of special rights, so to say, as what you call now traditional leadership. And that is what actually happened. Uh, the that is how the Freedom Party became part of the negotiations, for example, you know, for leading towards uh, transitioning to, to democracy in South Africa. Fast forward to where we are now, uh, that system has never changed. Uh, Pramaik, uh, we are still having a, a dual system in that sense where you have the monarchy enjoying that privilege of saying they can appoint their own prime minister. And this is the British system, by the way. They can appoint their prime minister who is not necessarily going to be dictated upon by a president. You know, a president replacing what we used to have as Queen Elizabeth or a member of the monarchy who used to sit over as head of state of South Africa. So as we were transitioning, then it meant that the presidents of Democratic Republic South Africa of South Africa won't have any particular power to be able to dictate what happens in the monarchy, which is why we see even today. Inkosi Uptelezi is still acting as a prime minister of Isuzu Samazulu. And of course, he carries that responsibility and power to be then that voice of reason within that particular jurisdiction. The president can only come in and the democratic institutions can only come in uh, according to the terms of the kingdom, but they cannot dictate. So that's what it is. Um, the kind of democracy that we've inherited when we talk about the role of traditional leadership, has given us that kind of a situation. In a way, uh, Pramayak, when you look at it, um, it, it's something that has resulted to massacres like Inguza massacre. If you listen to the story of Inguza massacre, for example, it is just after the Bandu Administration Act was put in place, and people were saying, you know, in the mountains of Inguza, to say, we do not want you to use our kings and our chiefs and our, and our royalties as puppets, you know, talking to the colonial uh, system and rulers, because you are giving them power according to your words, but you actually are using them as puppets to fulfill your own gains. And we know what, what that meant, right? It was around issues of land, dispossession of people, moving people into different places and, and so on, and, and, and land occupations, massive land occupations happened under that system. And, and that's what we are sitting with. Right. Unfortunately, in, and then in this in this in this democratic dispensation with the rift happening now it, within Isuzu Zulu, that is why you could see the manner in which the government of the African National Congress um, had this lazy work towards interference, you know, within the disputes you know, or, or participating in trying to resolve the disputes of the royal family, really um, leaving it to to deal with and the members of the royal family. And that is that is what is happening. They can only really play that. So there's, there's that kind of limitation that is imposed by the constitution in that regard, that the royal family has got to be given that space. Um, and that is where even as the coronation is happening, I mean, we know, Pramak, we come a long way with this, right? At, 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 South Africans will remember that we had that process just after the death of Queen Mantombi in the reading of the will. How Umezuzulu, you know, was protected by security guards you know, uh, at, at, at when 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 there were challenges uh, uh, happening, even at the time of of the reading of the will. Following that, you find uh, this dispute in court um, that is currently happening. As Uzimasa puts it so well, so none, nobody can intervene. Now we've got a newly elected uh, provincial executive committee of the African National Congress that actually went. A couple of days ago, I think yesterday, they went to Ecosini to go and introduce themselves, but they can do very little to interfere, you know, in these kinds of disputes. The Premier has got that responsibility, as we have been saying, Pramike, Umama Unumusatu Bengube, 
to find ways of mitigating the situation. But again, she's also limited by the constitution, uh, which puts it clearly that uh, she's got to respect the power of um, traditional leaders to be able to resolve uh, their matters in the manner that they deem fit according to their customs and traditions. Section 31 of the constitution also promotes that, you know, cultural, linguistic and traditional communities have got uh, to enjoy those rights, including the royal family. So that is that is the kind of that's what it means for us. It really means that we can just be spectators and we can look at South Africa, what's the royal family um, tries to really find solutions for itself, uh, which is a which is a set a reality that we are faced with. Uh, from mm. As Masa, the, the last word is going to go to you. The, just as a as a person who is currently living in KZN, uh, how 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 popular from where you're sitting is the is the monarchy? Because you know, as I was saying earlier on, that you know we we live in a in a modern state where we vote and we say we choose our own leaders and all of that. But at the same time, it looks like we also would like to hold on to the the traditional ways in a, in a, you know, if you like. So, if from where you're sitting, how popular is the monarchy in in KZN? You know, you know, Bram, I, I covered the late king um, a lot, a lot of his events, and um, the the popularity was always overwhelming to me. It was sometimes uh, bigger than what you would see when you cover the president, for example. And I remember this imbizo that he called, I think it was in 2018, when government was talking about holding Ngonyama Trust to account um, in in parliament. And uh, he mobilized in two days and there were thousands of people. So uh, he enjoyed a a lot of respect. He enjoyed a lot of trust. They love him. They respect him. Uh, They they give him his place. Uh, Whether you are a premier, you bow down to him. Um, So, and and I mean, in the manner in which which the provincial government has always supported um, the king, you know, especially during, from Spoon Debele's time, uh, financially for his programs, um, you know. So, and and nobody complains here. And I I remember there was there was a time when he was talking about um, the the Zulu nation must, uh, you know, donate money so that he can fight uh, in court with with government regarding you know a whole lot of issues around Ngonyama Trust and a lot of people um, at at a newsroom that I worked. At, at the time, we're saying we are going to donate, and so that that dispels the notion that it's you know it's it's a it's a man who who never went to school who will listen to the king. It's it's the middle class, it's it's the upper class, it's everyone who who, who listened to him. Um, I think right now um, what I've seen, I don't know if it's genuine support or it's it's it looks like a lot of people are aligning themselves with who they think is you know ultimately going to be king hence we see pictures you know of of a lot of of business people and you know politicians in in the proximity of of umton misuzul um so but but what I do know is that a lot of, of people in, in KwaZulu-Natal are very concerned about the divisions that are in the royal family. They would still 
love to see the unity and the authority that existed before King Goodwill uh, Zuelitini died. So uh, in terms of influence, I think, I think um, it, the, the, the monarchy is, is still very much uh, big. And um, also in terms of, of influence, uh, politicians are, you know, always falling on their feet, you know, and, and, and trying to um, be seen as, you know, we support so-and-so, you know, we are pro-so-and-so, because um, it's, it's also a matter of, of, of voting, of votes. Remember when 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 the new guys uh, here in KZN, the the newly elected top five took over. They said uh, one of the reasons that Sikhazigalala was removed uh, was because he failed to uh, intervene. I'm not sure how, but in in terms of 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 the dispute at the royal family and the Shemba Church, and uh, that thing led them to to losing votes. So they do not want you know in any of that happening again. So in terms of influence, it's massive. It's massive, Brahmai. Okay, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to wrap it up with my guests on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly for this week. Uh, our guests being uh, Dr. Figile Vilagazi, who teaches public policy and political science at the University of Guazulu-Natal, as well as uh, Zimasa Matiwani, who's, the, who's a Sunday Times politics journalist based in, both of them based in the kingdom in KZN. Hey, we appreciate your time. I'm Mike Siluma. Until next time, do stay safe, stay blessed, and let's do good for our country. <laughs>